Hello and welcome to yet another episode of Grange TV. Um, done on this glorious day, we have with us David Roberts at TAFE Extraordinaire, Robert Whitaker, <laughs> oh, wow. and Andrew McCulloch, uh, State of Origin hooker and uh, uh, Broncos hooker. Yeah, cheers, boys. Thanks for having me. Thanks for coming, mate. Um, what's happening? What's been happening with the... How's your preseason? Yeah, it's been pretty... Uh, bit dramatic at the start mate to be honest we didn't know sort of what was going on obviously with the coaching saga going on but once that sort of transition and and the, the switch happened um got moving pretty quickly you know Steve's brought some um you know some real intensity to our training and you know brought Paul Devlin and all the guys along that um you know brought different ideas and different approaches to training and it, it took us a couple of weeks to adapt but um you know we're starting to see a few rewards now that we're starting to taper off the training what was it like for for you guys in the team when the whole coaching thing was happening yeah it was just a strange one for us did you guys have any more information than anybody else well not really i guess you maybe a little bit more than the public um but outside of that um you know in the boardroom where all the big guys are they make all the tough decisions we um sort of maybe kept out of the loop a little bit. Uh, it's probably in a good way too. You'd rather not know too much stuff about, yeah. you know, obviously Wayne and um, <laughs> Anthony. So, uh, yeah, it was, a, it was a strange one. But, you know, I think either way, the, both teams just wanted clarity and they ended up getting that. Yeah, you need it. You need it. But then Steve's came up straight away, didn't he? Yeah. And I'll, you guys got the ball rolling. Yeah, I think it was within, you know, 24 to 48 hours. <laughs> yeah, the Monday or something. Back up at training at Pertels Park. And, yeah, it was just a... Quick trade and swap and new coaching stuff and different ideas. It all happened within you know forty eight seventy two hours. Was it was it was a trade hard? Um, you know, like having someone like Wayne is like such an integral part of the, of the you know of the Broncos for such a long time. Oh, I wouldn't say hard. It's just one of those mindset where it got to the stage of the situation between you know probably Wayne going to, going to South and Anthony coming here the year later that I think both sides were thinking why don't just do it now and yes, do it. yeah the current you know environment of rugby league a lot of players and coaches do swap a lot so it's it's not as uh, drastic as probably what people think sometimes you mm. know people change clubs all the time and need to adapt and yeah Anthony's coming with the real you know great ideas and, and different concepts that the boys are enjoying Mm. but for you personally you have you'd only ever played as a first grader for for Wayne Oh well, no. I had I had um, Anthony Griffith, who was at Penrith originally. Oh right, right. And um, t I had Ivan Hanjack as well for two years. So I've played about this would be because you've only been here though, haven't you? Yeah, I've only just been here. So Wayne was my de my debut coach back in two thousand and eight, and I only had a year with him then. And he sort of went to St George, and um, Ivan came along for two years, and I think Hook was about four, and then Wayne came back. So yeah, it's been a bit of a you know. Um, Tra you know, translation there between different coaches, but you know, evidently Wayne came back and you know what wasn't to be, and you know and now he's a good group of players down at South. You um you debuted as an Origin player last year. Yeah, I got my first chance, and um, you know, like many guys in Queensland, a dream come true, and yeah, a lot of hard work, not just from last year, but probably growing up that you put in to get to that. Um, Get the chance to put that jersey on, and yeah, lucky enough to do that. But you want to you want to put it on a few more times. What what was that like? Because um, you were you, like you've played for a long time. You're a veteran in the sport, and you you haven't played as a you haven't you weren't able to play Origin before that. Yeah, well, yeah, I got. To, I guess when I was a bit younger, not frustrated, but you always you start to question whether that was going to happen or not. But um, yeah, as you got older, I continued just to train hard, and I, I was always wanting to get more but if that didn't happen i wasn't going to be disappointed in myself i was always going to turn up pre-season train hard play play out for my teammates and try and be the best player i can be and you know with that i think rewards come along to people who put in that hard work and you never know what was around the corner i, I doubt many people would have thought um you know cameron smith was going to retire the way he did and, and all of a sudden the way he did um, but you got to be in that position, ready to go at any time, and I felt I did that, even though I'd come back from an AC that previous year. And you know, rewards come to those people who sort of you know keep at it. What was it like, um, like someone like Cameron Smith, who never got injured, never? What was it like? Did you wish hateful shit upon him to get injured? I think I think in the New South Wales Blues are probably thinking that as well there for a while. Um, no, not at all. Um, you don't wish that upon any player, and 
you know, a, you know, a great player and, and someone that not just myself, but probably a lot of guys around the football teams that have played with him respect him for the hard work and the effort he puts in for for their clubs. And you know, it sets a bit of a goal for other players to to put their bodies on the line week in, week out, and it just demonstrates you put in the hard work. You can play a, a lot of games in in in, in, in a tough position. I got, I got a question because you know wearing that maroon jersey is is that like the in here in Queensland, is that like the pinnacle almost? Because like I feel like there's a bit of a different, different mentality, you know, down back in New South Wales. We got we got heaps more stuff to do, but in New South Wales, <laughs> yeah, we're, like, we're much more interesting. And it's just like, oh, this is a bit of a chance to tee up on Maroons, is it? <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, oh yeah, I guess so. I think that's um, yeah, just something growing up as a kid. You know, you always watching. You always, I guess, uh, Maroons are an underdog and. Yeah, growing up. Word for ten years. I don't think you understand underdog. Growing up for me in the early nineties, we were so we stopped watching Origin. Yeah, I know, but <laughs> it's true. It, yeah. It's actually true. Like, like Origin died a little bit for us <laughs> down in New South Wales. Yeah, well, we had some running jokes there for a while, but the boys got us one up now from last year. But yeah, just something the dream come true, and I think you'd ask a lot of Queensland kids if they something that they ever get to do, they definitely put their hands up. What do you think makes Origin such a big thing for Queensland as opposed to maybe New South Wales? Well, like you said, I know we had a bit of a laugh there, but you know, being the underdogs, but I guess you look back how it all originated. Um, a lot of New South Wales took Queensland players down there, so they played for New South Wales. So all the Queensland teams had, um, you know, not so probably, shouldn't say t as talented players, but didn't get the opportunity to go to Sydney. So they played here and got beaten a lot. Um, you know, in early 90s when the New South Wales team was stacked, um, you know, we had a lot of uh, great memories. And I think that just sticks in kids' memories when they see that and they want to be a part of something like that. And, yeah, you look at the great teams now, the last 10 or 12 years in that team, um, you just wish you could put that jersey on like those players did. I have a question. <laughs> I was looking at Matt Lodge, <laughs> and he's like double your size. Yeah, what's that like when these people run? <laughs> Is that you? your question? That's <laughs> 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 a statement. Yeah, <laughs> that's not much of a question. <laughs> <laughs> Just letting you know he's I bigger than Lodgy. Yeah, no, Lodgy's alright. He's a big cuddly teddy bear. But um, yeah, I, I don't know. I guess this comes back to repetition and practicing. And I've got my head in, a, in the wrong places a few times, and obviously cop the consequences for that. And I guess that's just like fighting. The more repetition, the more practice you do, you learn to um, get used to it and, uh, you know, not just blow yourself out in games and, and learn to, uh, you know, absorb some energy and absorb the contact when they're running at you. Well, what's it like? And you're not by no means a small guy. Like, people just comparatively <laughs> to Lodgy. Lodgy's a monster of a yeah. man. You know, I don't think there's any small, you know, How heavy are you? About 89, 90. Yeah. Um, what's it like having like those big forwards, like the, like the big guys, like the, like the Burgess boys and stuff, yeah. like running straight at you? Yeah, I, I guess. For and me, you get do you get targeted? Yeah, I, I, like that's going to happen. I'd yeah. I'd be running at me. You're in the heart of the field. Yeah, I'd be right running at me too, instead of some <laughs> other bigger guys there as well. Which that makes sense. And uh, yeah, like the modern game too. A lot of my job is like you, you talk about in in, um, in UFC is about the underhooks, and you know we're doing a lot of practice on that now and. For me, trying to lock up into the ball to control the offload and, and wait for my teammates to sort of get around me and slowly play the ball up. Um, yeah, that's for me. I, look, I can't go in there full tilt and try and, you know, bash everyone that tries runs. Otherwise, <laughs> I'll blow myself out or get hurt. So there's a bit of a technique to it and, you know, you get it wrong sometimes and yeah. more practice you do, you try and um, get it right the next time. How Have you taken massive hits? Yeah, I got KO'd bad last year from Dylan Napa, actually. He got me pretty flush on the on the chin he got about five weeks back end of last year oh, how, what did he do was it head eye yeah eyes oh, he put his head down and he just put me right on the chin so, that was so he bad. ran and put his head I down. had the ball and went to short of shoulder but had his head down and his top of his head um hit my mouth and um yeah caused a bit of um, controversy there because that was the second time that it, he'd done that to a to a player that year so um then he ended up four or five weeks his, his last his first game back since that was the grand final um, so yeah, that was probably my yeah the knockout last year was probably my worst one I've had. And have you been knocked out other times? Uh, one other time before that, just got like I said, I got my head wrong in a position. I just got the, the hit on the side of my head. It wasn't as bad. I sort of come to a bit, but um, yeah, just a flash of the hip on the side of my head, and I just sort of went out. So 
overall pretty good. Two of those moments out of my whole career. It's not just scary for me, but mum and dad and my wife watching. Uh, how much of your what's your life like outside of football? Like, do you drink alcohol or do you? Yeah, I probably not as nowhere near as much as I used to. Like nowadays, it's a bit more relaxed now. I, I find training too hard and games too hard in the position I'm in. I'm, you know, looking forward to relaxing and just going out for dinner with my wife or friends now compared to probably going out as a guy when you're younger, which is normal. And yeah, different sort of um, ideas that I like to do on weekends now. It's um, certainly changed over the, probably the last five or six years. Okay, and you. You growing up, you grew up in Dalby, you see? Yeah, Dalby, so only a small country town, three hours west of here, so there's plenty to do out there, as you said, there's not much to do in Queenstown. <laughs> what, uh, what did you do growing up? I uh, like a, uh, cricket, golf in the summer, and rugby league in the winter. Um, yeah, it's just all sport all year round. Like, like you said, there's not a real lot to do out there, and my family aren't, you know, pig chasers or anything like that, so we like to keep sport and, and keep busy and do different things like that. How would you get a cricket comp together with only six people? Yeah, well, that's right. We just do three aside, and it's tipsy. So yeah, everyone gets everyone gets a go. So, but yeah, no, that, it was uh, good times. I had a good group of mates, and like I said, you, you made of what you made the most of what you had, and like anyone in a small country town does that. And but um, yeah, I, I wouldn't change anything. Huge respect for like people who, who have played cricket because that's hard. Like, yeah, a lot of it's just standing there. Yeah, well, just the. the Concentration, I think, yeah. you know, to be out there a long time. zone out. Well, I guess that's why T20 is so big now. They're only out there for three hours and probably making more money than, you know, yeah. playing test matches. So, you're, you're not right into it? Oh, mate, oh, my patience <laughs> and, <laughs> and concentration levels, very small. Yeah, yeah. So, look at what I do for a living. Yeah, well, Are you a true. good golfer? Nah, not really. But I like going. I like going, so. How long did you play golf for? Today or? No, no. In... <laughs> Uh, your, your light, like oh, ever since I was a kid, I you know I had a golf course up the road from home, so I just walked down. But I like to try and go out once or twice a week with a couple of guys in the team. And, um, and ah, so play. you're a good golfer. You, you oh, I like going. I don't know about good, but I like going. Are you so. the best golf? Is he the best golfer out of everyone? No, nah, Big Corey Oates is pretty pretty good. So. He, he doesn't want me to answer that question. He, he looks yeah. like a golfer, but Corey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, he's that he's that big, but he's frust- <laughs> his frustration levels in the putter throw. He's an angry. He's yeah. a very angry man. So yeah, <laughs> no, happy like, Gilmore. Yeah. Yes, yes. There was, um, but yeah, he's a big hitter. But yeah, just something to get away from footy and um, yeah, it takes your mind off it. And yeah, you can't be too aggressive with a golf ball, otherwise <laughs> it gets pretty frustrating after all. Uh, Jerrell, we were going to have you on. Uh, yeah, he didn't want you on. Andrew didn't want you on. I know he doesn't because he doesn't want me to talk shit about him. That's why. No, he said he wants a spotlight for himself. He wants yeah. all 13 of our viewers to only look at him. <laughs> he, he actually suggested wearing both headsets. <laughs> yeah, you'd fit yeah, him on those ears as well. Don't worry. <laughs> These ears are going all right considering how much knocks they've had. Probably. Yeah, they are actually. They're not cauliflower ears yeah. yet, so you're he, going all right. Kid. Is that a big thing? Like, because, like, like, Getting like bad hips to the ears, or oh, well, I didn't tackle as much as Macca, but I could imagine. Yeah, I don't know. I've just had some stories, but I've, uh, nothing. A couple of the boys have only had a few games and ended up with the the cauliflower. The, the union guys have a bad. Yeah, yeah. I just that's from the the, the scrums, the scrums the yeah, the malls and stuff like that. Aren't, it was not too bad, but. Um, mine are pretty still. Yeah, Touch yeah, wood. Yeah. <laughs> so you've done all right out of that, to be honest. Oh, mate. No, but it's mainly if you come to grappling classes and that, oh, you, okay. you, you'll get them. <laughs> oh, right you on. need you to train to get caught. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you need to go to wrestling and jiu-jitsu classes <laughs> to get them. Yeah, you um, talk about our training. Is there any sort of training that you like particularly do not like going to? Or is that you like all <laughs> forms of it? Or? So like obviously, he likes, he likes summer, but there'll be some parts of his sport that you just think, geez, I wish I wasn't The thing is with me, like, I, I, I enjoy training. Like, I, I've, I've had a life in sport as well. Yeah, I was yeah. always kept busy doing karate, playing league on the weekend, and just doing things like that. Um, but I guess the, the driving factor was me, is that I, I, loved, I loved competition. I yeah. loved... I loved like fighting. Yeah, I loved yeah, trying yeah. to beat that guy. Yeah, yeah. Like, and everything else was just something I had to do to get to there. Yeah, you know. And it's just, it's just like that's something I had to come to grips with. It's yeah. just like, it's not just something you have to do to get there. You have to enjoy all of it because, like, the fight's this much. Yeah, and then yeah, yeah. Everything else is the rest of your life. Yeah. If you're only enjoying fractions of your life, then. So when you were like, into a fight or like growing, going up into the sport of the UFC, did you think? Um, 
you're sort of behind the eight ball a little bit because of all the you know the wrestling through high school that um, kids in America did. Did you ever sort of feel like you're a bit behind in that aspect? Because in Australia, it's not as yeah, it's demanding, not as I suppose. I, I guess like the biggest thing for me was that um that's why I like MMA so so much, and you'll see it a lot. Like you can make up areas with other skill sets. Yeah. You know, if you're not particularly good at one one thing, you can make up for it somewhere else. Yeah, it's like. Wrestling's only good if I let you get close to me. Yeah, yeah, true. You know what I mean? And then there are guys that are so good you can't stop them. No, yeah, so you felt you needed to work on other things to obviously counter for that or? No, well, the thing is, uh, once I once I met Fab and then my coaching staff, Alex Prates and, yeah. and Justin Lang and Justin Fitzgerald and everyone around me, we just started plotting away, just started yeah. training, just started doing everything, started wrestling, started grappling, started boxing, mm. and just everything. Like, I just started ticking boxes. Yeah. And then, like, when you get in there, it's like when you guys play your game, um, play play on the weekends. It's just um, no one can tell you in the moment. Oh, you got to do this, this, yeah, this. Yeah. No, it just you're takes over. Yeah, you're yeah. left to play. Yeah, like let the guy play. Then that's like me with fighting. It's like, well, we we tick all the boxes, and then whatever happens on the night's going to happen. Yeah, like work's done. Are you an avid or like watcher of the other fights, or you tend to stay away from it? Or I I, I do watch I do watch fights. Um, not not religiously like no, a lot no. of other people or like some other people uh, some other fighters who well, they watch fights non-stop every day all day and yeah. I yeah, that's, can't imagine that like, it's like bit, footy like yeah, I wouldn't be able to, yeah. I wouldn't be able to watch footy over and over like every game on the weekend yeah. there's probably there's probably games that you you enjoy watching because you've got an interest in a player like obviously mates that play hey, Chainsaw probably do you watch do you? Sometimes. Mm. <laughs> oh, he's an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we might as well just get him off. <laughs> See ya, mate. <laughs> no, but it's, yeah, it's, I, don't, I couldn't imagine watching every single yeah. fight like I would be watching every single game every week. Well, I assume you guys watch tape for your games, for, for, for the games like upcoming. Yeah. Like, I assume you've watched tape on the Storm now. Mm. Yeah, well, you, uh, just last, like every team now. Yeah, last and matches every, and yeah. things like that. Do you, how do you guys feel when you're watching tape? Because, hmm. like, when I'm watching, like, personally, when I'm watching tape of my opponent, I, I get a bit anxious. Like, I, I get nervous. I start, to, I start to imagine the day, the night, and I start to, like, I start to get, like, the, yeah. the energy tingles. It's probably a bit, bit different to my position to Andrew's position because, obviously, he's got to tackle a lot of bigger boys. Um, you know, do they come down the middle a lot? Probably Melbourne do. Um, they, they like to go down the middle a lot. But I suppose my position is I've just got to... I do video on my winger and and how he does it, all the halves, when he kicks and when he doesn't kick. So it's very, very different. I'm, I've never played in the hooker role before. Yeah, you know, I guess it gives you a bit of indication of, of what they're going to do. But like you said, when it's when you're just thrown in out there, sometimes it just all happens so quick. So you go back to you know um, repetition of what you've done before and it sort of just happens so quickly that mm. you sort of forget what was happening. But there's certain points in the game that you realise what a team does, but... Sometimes that just gets thrown out the window and you need to go back with what you've been learning well, or practicing last some, Sometimes months. they won't even... You'll do video and, and then they'll they'll come with a completely different game plan and then, then you're pretty rattled. It'd probably be like you as well. You know, they, you've, you've gone to and watched it's them gone. with America, yeah. orthodox. Well, exactly. You're gonna, you come time. in, yeah. You come in and you go, okay, this is how we're going to fight and this is how we're going to do it. How does that rattle you? Does it? Do you get rattled from that? I know some people do. Does uh, it does, and you can see it in the fight. You can yeah. see that this guy's whatever this whatever this guy's good at is not working, and yeah. he starts to crumble, and the yeah. other guy starts to put it on him. Um, with with me, like, and, and my team, like, we've always had a very pretty flexible game plan. Like, yeah. we work subtleties of of my opponent's game plans, so and we play to certain strengths of mine. So, I'll, I'll move a certain way or a certain direction away from like the lead hand or something like that. Mm. But um. But generally, how the fight takes place is left to me. Like I just, it just does what it does. But um, with with Romero too, that second fight with him, he came out completely different to anyone I've fought before, and and our previous fight like six months earlier. Yeah. So um, yeah, that was. Like he changed his whole stance, his whole style. <laughs> didn't wrestle. <laughs> that's, like that's, that's scary. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah, but, a little bit. But it'd be like you come out to play, yeah. And it, but it, it wasn't even necessarily beneficial. It just threw us off. Yeah. Like I don't think it was better for him. Yeah. But um, it'd be like you come out and they put you in hooker 
and you in the wing <laughs> and Matt Lodge in the okay. centre. Oh, I tell you what, we'd go, we'd go very good in the middle still. We'd score <laughs> no know. tries on the wing. I don't know how your cardio is. I've seen <laughs> no, you no, 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 no. You're cardio. right. No, you're right. I, I wouldn't be able to play eighty, but I tell you what, you put him in a hole. He's not running 20 metres. He's not just making it. Kick it to me, though. So were you, were you, you weren't very fast? No. <laughs> weren't. Still isn't. <laughs> so I give a lot of like, you know, aspirations to a lot of kids out there. You don't have to be fast to be a rugby league player. Where Macca went that's to. It. That's yeah, it. That's it. It's true. Work no, is, like Rob said, you work your skills. Okay, I, I want a genuine, genuine question. Who would win in a 100 metre race now? Now, now. today? Oh, now. Yeah. He's probably got me. He's probably got me. But actually, give me a few beers and I might, yeah. might be able to. I might push that further. Yeah. <laughs> that extra further. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. uh, have you had the idea? I'm curious because um, obviously Dummy Half's got to fucking run all over the place. Do you, have you had your steps measured before? Steps. Like, 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 like how far you run? K's. They do K's, yeah. K, K's, yeah. I think it's around seven. Around seven, seven normally. K's, yeah, it's just, yeah, it depends. But it's just that, um, you know, that contact off of the ground, back up, a lot of the things. But around, the, I think, 7K marks that's a, probably. That's a lot of running on the field that yeah. just goes like... Well, yeah, like, he said, like Macca said, you've got to... I couldn't imagine doing it because he's got to tackle. Then he's got to get up off the ground, get back to his line, and then he's got to make. He's basically making line speed every time for the for whoever's there. So, nah, I wouldn't yeah, it's just it. it's just part of the job, I guess. You know, that's the strength there rather than being able to jump or do something like some other guys. Is it mentally tiring because you've got to be switched on? I imagine like the whole game. Yeah, um, yeah. I guess when I was probably yeah you know, early twenties, to you know, I'd have a good game, then two or three bad games or. Yeah, the um, inconsistent, but get it being a bit older, you know, you learn about routine and how to get through games without um, being a bit smarter and, and, you know, not trying to get involved through everything and, you know, running around with your head cut off, you sort of, you know, can plan it a bit better rather than just trying to trying to get in everything and trying mm. to be a bit smarter. So. Trying to be part of everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you blow yourself out too hard that way. So he's he's gotten a lot there. smarter. He's gotten a lot smarter. <laughs> takes a bit, takes a few knocks to get that right, I think. <laughs> so, so you guys have known each other for a long time? Yeah, we have actually. We've yeah. known, what, since, unfortunately? 2008. Yeah, about 11 years. Yeah, so 11 years. But but you played against each other when you were kids. Well, once, only oh, once. Yeah, yeah. Mac is younger than me. Game? Yeah, I played oh, that one yeah. game. We played that <laughs> one game against him. <laughs> Obviously, he doesn't remember me. He had the shittest hair. Was he a good? Too, was he a good player? Back yeah. Then? Well, he's been at the you know he, he's been at the Broncos for a long time now. He was obviously scouted when you were what, fifteen, fourteen. Around there, yeah. Yeah. So he's been here for a while. He's been here a long way longer than I have. So when you played him, <clears throat> was he? Were you playing SG ball? No, no. This it's is this was just like it's, a, it's like that. It's like that's Colts, like it, yeah, Colts up here. But um, Macker only played really a couple of games of that because he was obviously in the first grade squad after that, and um, he was a very quick developer, I suppose, in <laughs> <laughs> in the space of uh, the, you know the professionalism. Like they had him in for a while. They obviously knew that he was going to be a very good fly, footy player um, to come through the years and probably be the next hooker of the Broncos. So. He'd been around for a but while. But you were 5'8"? Yeah, he was 5'8", like you yeah. said. Just didn't work out. And they had a bike called Darren Lockyer playing 5'8". So oh, that think, guy. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't think that would have happened anytime soon. So, yeah, no, it, was a, it was a blessing in disguise. And, yeah, it just um, happened that year. And But, like, uh, Drell's a different blokes come through with different skill sets. And, you know, I think Drell was, like you said, a little bit later. But, you know, he came on the scene pretty quickly and, and, and did some great things. And... Just shows a lot of kids out there. It just doesn't happen straight away for some guys, or you know, whatever it is. If you keep at it, you know, opportunities come up. We we, we had a lot of fun. We had so. a lot of fun. Like like I was talking about before with Lodgy. Like we enjoyed ourselves when we played under twenties. Even when we we're coming through grade together, we had Benny Hunt with us. We had Josh McGuire. We had, we had a I think it was like eleven of our under twenties that played first grade the year after. So we. We, you know, that's, we, that's we ridiculously rare. We had some talented very, very kids. Rare. Yeah. Well, yeah, it wouldn't happen these days. It's just. I just it just would not happen these days. It says, says a lot for you guys that made the cut. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> you know we I mean? we got to hang around a little bit longer, and um, I don't know. We just like I said before, we just really had fun, man. We were just enjoying our footy, and then obviously when you get to first grade, you know that fame and stuff it, it really takes off really quickly. Um, and you know we suppose you you try to enjoy yourself a little bit more, but you've got to dull it down a lot, as in the sense of you know going to have a drink too much and. I suppose when we came through too, Mac, that was sort of the, still the scene. Um, it was a little bit old school still when we were coming through to the grade of going out and having a beer with you, with the boys after a game or, you know, you know, going the next day and drinking drinking a lot. That was the scene where these days, just you can't do it. You can't do it these days. <coughs> the athletes are just too good at their job. Um, you, 
the game's so fast, powerful, strong. You just you can't you can't go drinking every weekend and, and being able to turn up. I might, I'd probably be right, wouldn't I? Yeah, well, I, boys might. I just don't hear it and know about it, so I just don't. Just do a lead. It. He's a senior leader now, so <laughs> he turns a blind eye, I think, to it. I have a question. You were here when he got injured. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't go over. I knew something was bad, so I just thought it when it first happened on the field. Yeah. Okay, so so throughout, you you were on the field when yeah, it happened. Yeah. But you knew some something bad had happened. Mm. Do you in in those moments, being that you you obviously you're all teammates, but being someone that you've known for a long time, is there a uh, um, a greater sense of empathy. I, I guess so. I, but at the time, I you know. Or are you just so, in the fog? Of yeah. War? No, I, I knew he got hurt, but I didn't know the extent, obviously, to, to what it was. Um, you know, people get injured all the time. I mm. thought it might have just been, you know, whatever it could have been, and he'd be okay. I didn't think it was sort of going to be, you know, the, the confront fracture that it was. And yeah, very tough time. And um, but yeah, definitely unknown about how drastic of injury it was. And not being able, we were in Perth then, so I was a fair way back from home, and he spent, I think, three or four nights there. Yeah, yeah another two nights there, yeah. <coughs> three days, two yeah, nights. They let yeah. you fly with the whole thing? Yeah, they, they let me, they shouldn't have, yeah. Like, I came I came back on a plane when I shouldn't have, I probably should have stayed at hospital there. There's a bit of controversy over it, um, but, uh, yeah, should have, probably should have stayed over there and brought a doctor over and had me assessed there, because I had an open wound, um, but... Look, there's, there's nothing we can do about yeah, it. Yeah, no, I've seen the like the replay of it, and I'm I'm probably pretty glad I didn't sort of go. And I thought that would have that would have that would I would have been out of the game a little bit with that, just <laughs> yeah. trying to think of what did happen and trying to get on with the next there's, job. But there's a funny moment in the whole thing though. Like our trainer, it's better was, be funny, Gerald. It, it is. Sound it like is. It's it is funny. Funny. Well, it funny sounds for, like it's going to be horrible. No, funny for me because <laughs> I actually I seen it happen. So in this whole chaos that was you know compound fracture of my ankle um i knew that alan langer hated blood and we all knew that he fainted when he seen blood right so i was there laying and i'm obviously screaming in a lot of pain and you know i sort of go to justin hodges who's standing there and yeah, like, don't look at it don't look at it trying to push me. i was like no I, ne- I have to look at it i don't know why he's telling you not to look at it yeah but i just for some reason i was just like i have to look at it i gotta look at it yeah. if someone know, says don't, don't look, look yeah yeah you're probably yeah. like yeah but my yeah, we had yellow socks on at the at the time and was it coming out the sock yeah yeah it was it, wa- it wasn't coming out the sock but you could see the bone like it was pushing on the sock oh, <laughs> and then my whole sock turned red right because oh. obviously it was o- um, an open wound and on all this chaos that was what was happening i look up and alan lang is running down very quickly to get to me and he was probably going to be one of the first trainers there but he's obviously seen that it's red and I've never seen someone do the biggest U-turn ever and just go straight <laughs> back to the bench. And he just sat on the bench and just was like this. And that was in, in the whole chaos of it, what it was. I, I found that funny at the time. Um, it probably wasn't funny to other people, obviously. <laughs> but I found, that, I found that funny at the time because I was like, oh, I wish he came over because he might have made me laugh if he did faint. Um, it would have made everything a little bit better. But um, that was in that moment, that was pretty... It was How pretty bad was the pain? Sorry, Rob. No, I wasn't, it wasn't right at the time because it was yeah, adrenaline. Straight to shock. My, my adrenaline, it was just shock and adrenaline. Like, was just like, I just was like, <coughs> oh, I didn't, I didn't know what was going on. But I reckon 20 minutes, they put, the, they put, a, um, oh. they put a thing on, then you know, pump it up and pushes your leg back together just to hold it until you get to the hospital. And then they gave me morphine and it didn't work. <laughs> like, the green whistle didn't work. I was so much pain. And they got there and they gave me this stuff called pure oxycodone and... Man, I was in another world. <laughs> I just was. I was on another planet, and I was like, oh. And apparently, um, I hope my missus never watches this. But I was apparently I was hitting on all the, hitting on all the <laughs> nurses that were there, <laughs> trying to ask them for their numbers, and I can't. I couldn't remember that. But Dane Gago was there telling me that I was doing that. So we just got one dislike on the video now. <laughs> <laughs> one dislike. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. Fucking. So you were you you saw that? And yeah, you, saw it, and just. And then the, the, the I suppose the, the subsequent years thereafter. What was that like? Yeah, well, I, I think you just had in the back head that he was always going to come back and play. You just didn't think um, no, that was pretty much it for Dural. And you know, you go through injuries yourself, and you sort of um, get a bit down on yourself. But until you sort of know what someone else has sort of gone through, or see someone else completely out of the game, you sort of. Um, kind of make yourself feel a bit selfish at times so getting down on yourself when someone has to go through that and um, spend the amount of time he did in hospital and to miss out on a game that um, he loves you know it puts a bit of um, I guess um, realistic back in your mind about what's what's important in life and you know he certainly showed that and but definitely a character around the club and I think that's why Whitey's 
got him on here, but he's he's nearly been fired three or four times. Sure, I'm never. <laughs> I'm not. He's a liar. They'll he hates f- Mondays. He hates Mondays. I don't know why. I don't know what the reason. I like going Mondays out on a Sunday. Mondays are rough. <laughs> 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 no, Mondays are, Mondays for everyone are terrible. You don't yeah. like coming on Mondays. You're a liar. Yeah, so it was a it was a good change, but um, I think um, for now, lucky he did have probably the support he did have around him and. Going into this job, I think he it was a lot better than what it could have been. I've got to put up with people like him, though. Like, I work in the media now, like a content producer here. And to try and get him to do anything, because he is a mate, oh, my. It's 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 just a... It does your head in. What do you have to do? So, well, obviously, I've got now, to... what do you do? Like, so, what's yeah, content a content producer? That's a fair question. <laughs> 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 content producer. So, I, you know, I, I help... They asked me to oh, ask oh, you. Yeah, I don't know what he does. The either. CEO asked me he's to been ask you. Mate, years, he's been paying know. me for years, so I don't know. He's, he's obviously got <laughs> to know. <laughs> department no one yeah. has no idea it's a good thing though because i can't ruin it i can't ruin it if they don't know what i'm doing then i can't really he can't up, technically really. get fired though, yeah he's not hired here <laughs> <laughs> no well, i'm just a content producer so we now i've created our podcast that we have here at the broncos we've we've wanted to do one for a long time so i've been the big advocate for that um we do a broncos live now which i've been a part of which we do on facebook every every week um every round macca refuses to come on anything i ask him to do so it's really <laughs> hard it's, it's it's annoying um he does he does i'm taking the piss he does he does come on to do everything but i just like to i just do i create most of the stuff and do all the interviews for the players and it's enjoyable it's fun i get to travel sometimes so away trips are fun for me not for the boys because i'm annoying but <laughs> so how do you go rob obviously now that um you've had some pretty pretty big fights so you're going up on stage and you know Mm. Obviously, trash talking is a pretty big thing in the um, UFC now. Are you? Do you buy into that? Yeah, you t- or just try and just be obviously yourself. Do you see a lot of guys that bravado outside when the cameras there, but you see them backstage and think, oh, "Gee, yeah, you're turning that on today." Oh, really? Yeah, most of them are just trying to sell a fight, trying yeah. to be the yeah. next McGregor, yeah. trying to make a name for themselves. Or and so it's quite the contrast in what you see and what you yeah, get but then, then there are some like genuine chickens, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like where you're like, no, you're shit outside too. Like, but um, can't name names. I don't like picking fights because then I have to commit myself yeah. to the fight. <laughs> very yeah. true. The, very the thing true. is, for him, if he if he if he talks about someone, he's giving them the... He's the champion. Yeah, yeah. So true. he's giving them the shot. Yeah, yeah, I understand. Yeah, I and, and coming up, he made his name the way not many people did and he mm. just fought everyone. Yeah. And the people like... The only time he called anyone out was uh, Romero. Mm. He called Romero out for the second fight, eh? There was a second, second fight. Yeah, for the second yes. fight, you called Romero. Yeah, and yeah, Bisping, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bisping had the title. If you got the title, everyone's going to call you out. Yeah, well, that's, <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. common. Yeah. So he called Bisping out, and Bisping fought GSP. And then um, they were trying to make the GSP fight happen. It didn't work. And then the, uh, after he got the belt handed, like the belt, he got uh, GSP relinquished the belt. Rob got it. And then Rob called out Romero after yeah. Romero won, beat Rockhold. And all the people that talk shit, all the people that are trash talkers, when Romero's name comes up, everyone's like, yeah, no, yeah, for me, nice. and me, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah, so yeah, are you that. finding that easier now that you've had a bit more experience with all that sort of stuff, or is it just something you deal with every with, fight? You mean like the ho- like hype and obviously trash talking? and To, to be honest, I, I hate that side of it. Yeah, like, well, it's a big I, thing now, isn't it? Yeah, I think you guys mm. would be the same, like, would you would you prefer to do what you do now, like the way it is now, or like, or if you could just rock up to like a weekend park and no one was there and you just play? Yeah, and like that would be, I would love to just. No, but you're talking you're talking about the media and the bullshit versus the crowd, because I get a feeling that I'm not going to mention names, but say Joe Rowell. <laughs> um, he he, you love the crowd, hundred percent. Yeah, I yeah. did. I honestly did. I know, and I never, I didn't at the start, but. I became that sort of player that I just, yeah, I just love to do shit and I, I used to love the crowd. I don't know why. I became a bit, well, I wouldn't say arrogant, but I don't know what the word would be. I was just confident. I was very confident in, I, in the way that I played footy and I just loved, and I just loved working the crowd. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah, I've, I've, never, I've never been one to, to like having huge crowds or yeah. anything. Like, I don't know. I like performing in front of people. Mm. Like, I like that. It's, I like fighting in front of people because I like, it's the atmosphere is, you know, is it that? Is it that? Um, it's like I don't know. It's hard to explain. It's like I'm, I'm just giving everything I have in there, willing to die at that point. Mm. 
for your entertainment. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. that's so true. <laughs> and like that's so true. And Gladiator, like, uh, gladiators in a way. Yeah, yeah. and like and that that kind of yeah, feeling fucking of, people and you're a fucking coward Rob yeah. <laughs> that, gives me, that gives me goosebumps when you said that that was hectic yeah, yeah. see that never, that'd be non-stop Stop. regardless if you win no matter what you, yeah. you know what I mean it's like yeah I, I love that moment but all the other bullshit around it is just mm. do you reckon it's getting worse oh yeah oh yes and no like it is to a point but then like you, you're seeing dudes that are trying to copy people yeah yeah, put on masks yeah and, yeah. and People aren't buying into the bullshit. Like they yeah. can see that you're just full of shit. Yeah, you know, yeah. and like so. It's I don't think it's any more prevalent than it was back when. Yeah, it's just more people are trying to do it. The yeah. the, the problem is, yeah, yeah. So I was about yeah. to say, social, social media, media is fucking horrendous. Well, for like, that. you just see like uh, like fighters just call out other fighters on that now. You know what I mean? Like they just it's not even it doesn't, it doesn't have to go to a media conference and nah. do that. You can just do that at home. Mm. And it's yeah, yeah, you, like yeah, you can just be like. I do not like you. I'm going to bash your head in. Yeah. Yes. Swear it's word, swear word. Yes. Hashtag yeah. fight me. Yeah. Hashtag Dana White. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. like, it's like, <laughs> to me, it's almost, it's almost like that, that's like, that's played out. Like to yeah. me, my opinion, but who am I? I'm no one, you know, but I just look at it and just think, hey, hey we love you, man. Thanks, man. Thanks, man. <laughs> <laughs> like, Thanks a lot, guys. I, I just think like, it's, it's done. Like it's not, it's not something new. It's not mm. like, some new shit that someone's doing yeah. it's just like more of the same up. Yeah, yeah oh man you know there's, there's a point where it's just like it gets to a point it's it's sad man i, I find it sad i find it like i the fight world's probably worse like say for example like everything you do like if you do a podcast mm. your podcast shit yeah yeah but, yeah no. but, but that, they'll they'll do it your podcast shit oh um, you you're not gonna make origin because yeah. you're fucking shit. Just and a judgment. Yeah. yeah, no, but but it, you, it's your fucking peers. Yeah. It'd be yeah. like you saying if uh, tweeting about what's his, uh, Cameron Smith. I'm oh, glad you're gone. You sh you're shit. You're old. <laughs> oh <laughs> shit. Well, he actually did that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, but like to me, like I, I look at that and I just think like that's that's yeah. You're a fucking shit. Bro. You're weak. Maybe you're weak too. Yeah, I, I think so. Yeah. And if, if you were the first person to do it, and I'd be like. I don't agree with you, but I think like, you know, you got, maybe you needed to get eyes on you. Mm, you you yeah. felt angry at the world, whatever. I still think you're disrespectful, but whatever. But now it's just like, I just think like, what, what like exactly what you said. Like well, yeah. I said it before, like, it's just kind of, kind of sad. Like, oh, you're doing a podcast, you're shit. Oh, yeah. you fucking look at you. People just insecure yeah. about, it. about yeah. themselves. That's what it is. They're just, they're just, you know, they're losers. Mate. Toxic. Top yeah, like and I, I I hate that. I hate just seeing that. Like, um, it's just perpetuated all the time. Like yep. with with the trash talk, a lot of the shit. Like even when they do the press conferences, it's not even witty. It's not even fucking you know yeah. having a laugh. Take you know yeah. saying something or or even even genuinely being aggressive to each other. Which I'd go, okay, I I, I get that. It's just like, oh, you fucking I, shit. Yeah. Look at you. <laughs> I, I I read I read a Twitter message yesterday. That like I was just going, I was going through. You know how you have your messages, then yeah, you have yeah. like your messages that could be from anyone. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I was going through that just for the fun of it, and there was one that was all capitals. I was like, "What is this?" <laughs> I clicked it. It was just like, "Give the belt back, you piece of shit." I can't <laughs> believe. And I'm like, "What? Wow!" I was like, "What? What?" Get how are you so angry yeah, at yeah. what's what's <laughs> what makes you want to write that yeah. especially in capital yeah, it's so like a brother or sister yeah it's like i went up to your family and hit yeah, them yeah. Like, why are you so mad at me so i'm you, sorry do you ever just get off social leaning into a fight or anything like that? i didn't go on social period like oh, I, yeah. I don't go through messages i don't can't read comments like yeah. will not read the comments for this podcast that's you have to separate it like you have yeah. to separate yourself yeah, it's yeah. so toxic and People say, like, you know, the guys that go, no, I read them and it's, I'm cool. And it's like, nah, because at the back of your head, you're it's thinking, still yeah, there. yeah, you're it's thinking still about there that. And it's infesting because then you're going to have a shit day yeah. and it's going to, and you're going to think, maybe it is because I'm shit. Yeah. <laughs> Does that <laughs> affect you at all? I get, to, I, get to, I get to read these messages because obviously these boys don't. Well, so we're, cause, because we're obviously, you know, the boys are in there cutting stuff up and then they'll put it on and we want to see how much traction we're getting obviously at the Broncos and what we're doing. So I get to read some of the messages, man. And some of the messages are just, they're personal attacks. People are just angry. So some personal and attacks, And they smash man. your families as yeah, well. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, like My what? kid had nothing to do with it. <laughs> <laughs> well, Kids what? not in there fighting. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, it's I can tough. understand if someone's spraying macro about his yeah. eyebrows, you know, like, because they are thick. <laughs> That's just the way it is. That's genuinely the truth. Are they, is that natural? <laughs> These? Yeah. No, they've had a bit of work done. They've got to get maintained, mate. You can't, you know. Can't let the beast out there. Yeah. Don't try to control it, mate. No, yeah. well, look, I'm not be. just going to go right across yeah. there. Why leash it? Why leash it? You like that basketball player that's got that big one monitor out, doesn't he? What's the big basketball? Oh, player? Anthony Davis. Yeah, yeah, you just yeah. Do that, so. Yeah, just run with it. You could be the only person with a uni, you know, <laughs> yeah, what is it? Unibrow, unibrow. You talk about comments on socials. That'd be one of them. Yeah. <laughs> do people message you personally? Oh, I would add some. Yeah, before, but. But you do get them. Yeah. Like yeah, I think everyone gets them. I just whatever. I think mostly during the origin period, you guys up down south are pretty brutal. So not me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but the people are. But it's just yeah. It's, no, it's, that's just part of it. Back and forth as yeah. well. Yeah, like so that's all. It's 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 obviously that in in that at that stage, man. It's New yeah. South Wales hates Queensland. Yeah. Queensland hates New South Wales. And the that's better just you the start playing, the more people hate yeah. you. Yeah, yeah. Bring you down. Yeah. The better you're doing, the more you're succeeding. They yeah. just want to knock And even down. when you are down, though, they you get kicked while you're down. They as try well. to kick you while you're down. Hundred percent. That's. <laughs> it's like like when I, I had to pull out of my fight. Yeah. It's like you're already filthy. You I'm know, still in hospital. Yeah, yeah. You're like you're you're <laughs> well, already upset. Yeah, you know, I just pulled out for the sake of pulling yeah, out. yeah, so yeah. I'm still in hospital. Leave I me the fuck alone. Yeah. Like gee whiz. <laughs> and you know what? I have to ask all the people that thought I was faking it. Yeah. It's like why the hell would I do it after the weigh-in? Yeah, it's very true. Yeah. The weight cut's fucking hard, man. Yeah. yeah. How do you how do you, how do you, how do you yeah. combat that? How do you weight cut normally? What do you mean? Like for you going into a fight, do you have to lose much weight for a fight, or I, not no, necessary? You're out. Nothing you're crazy. No, yeah. like I still have about ten kilos during the during the prep, yeah. but it, that's just maintained through through like rigorous dieting, and then then just like like about ten days out, you start to like manipulate your waters. Yeah. Like you know how certain foods hold water more yeah, than yeah. others. Like you start to do all that. Start to eat foods that digest really quickly. Let me tell you, foods that digest quickly not so nice. No, <laughs> like, yeah. that's all your that's boring foods like fish, yeah. sweet potato. Yeah. I, man, I honestly applaud you for how you yeah. do that, man. Like that's that's something that I could never do ever. Like that's no, but crazy. your mindset changes. Yeah, yeah. If, you, if, if like you, if you had to do that to to if if you had to, yeah, yeah, yeah no, no, no. But if you had yeah. to make yeah, way no. to 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 make the the kangaroos team, yeah, and there was another guy. That was like, ah, oh, yeah, I'm not sure, and mm. everything else was equal. Yeah, true. You'd be like, yep, yeah, fucking old. I suppose I've just heard a lot. You know, you hear a lot of. Well, I guess for people you, you don't have to weight cut as much cut, as what yeah. you see other fighters. I guess they go the drastic side, don't yeah, they? He, you know what? He does cut a lot of weight, but it's done better. Yeah, yeah you know right. he just doesn't see like you see him compared to a lot of fighters. They look drained. They yeah. look like they look don't I, physically. What's that Conor McGregor? Um, yeah. What is it called? The documentary of him and how he cut that weight before he had that. I can't remember who the fight was against, but man, he yeah, Aldo, he looked sick. He looked yeah. he looked seriously sick, man. And I was like, wow. A lot of I couldn't know I know how they, they do that. A lot that. of guys, yeah. like they, it really is a science, like trying to get your weight down. Yeah, like, yeah. I, I feel like with with our team, like Fab, like we've we've written out a, a like a program and, and we've made it better every time, so that now it's like it's not you hard. Know. You just yeah. do you just follow exactly what's in the list. You'll be on mm. weight. Uh, and that's that. I guess and with the way you're training too, like the way you're training, like it's easy to do three or four kilos here at training. You know what you guys are doing per day. You know, like. No, but you're, you're hydrated when you're losing it. Yeah. Yeah, true. When you're dehydrated, yeah. it's fucked. Yeah. yeah. Um, the yeah. the other thing I was gonna say, it's not the dehydration. Like, so say for example, if you had to lose five kilos today, mm. you you could. Well, then tell me how, please. <laughs> <laughs> just, I'm ready. <laughs> just put down the fork. <laughs> but but if, if, you, if you had to do that, that's fine. The problem is coming back tomorrow and performing. Because yeah, yeah. you weigh in today, you've got to perform yeah. tomorrow. So the rehydration is, is bigger mm. than, the hydrate, than, than the weight cut. So after a weigh-in, so like... Um, you can't just obviously just start smack, uh, drinking heap of water. You've got to slowly no, bring it back. No, it's got like a rehydration program. Yeah, you right? Right? Oh, yeah. Like... Goes, for, whatever, about, whatever. goes for about 12 hours. Oh, yeah, really? I drink certain amount of fluid, like measured amounts of fluid with measured amounts of like, um, like hydrolyte yeah, 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 yeah. and stuff like every 15 minutes, every 30 minutes. And then all my, all my meals are measured out and they're set in intervals and stuff. Yeah, yeah, right. It's hard. It's hard. He drinks stuff like, like this big. 
you know, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. And imagine being so thirsty. Yeah, you just want to <laughs> so keep, thirsty. just get another one. And in, yeah. that's the only thing you're allowed and for one hour. Yeah. And then like you go, and it's you're gone, and you're like. <laughs> so, so for when then for when you do all that for a night of a fight, like what's, you know, for us we're getting up a bit later, a bit of a breakfast team walk, um, you know, asleep in the afternoon, swim for certain guys like. Leading up to a fight, your fight might be later at night. How do you sort of plan? I found your that fight? hard because because you guys play at different times too, eh? Yeah, well, well a lot of our well, our, the Broncos are we're lucky. We're Friday nights mostly, yeah, but it's not till eight o'clock's kickoff. Yeah. so that you got to. So you, know, you don't do any any you don't have any uh, day games. Any? Not a lot of the time. We we're, do have a couple. Of our clubs, yeah. well, most of our TV rights, we get most of our biggest following on Friday Thursday night. So that's when the they'll schedule that. So we're lucky as in the sense of. The routine doesn't change too much, mm. but when the, when it does, well, I don't know. From an outsider, you know, if we're playing on a Sunday and I can see the boys are, we're getting pumped. You can just tell that having that different rate, you know, that schedule has really, really ruined us and how we've prep, you know, prepared for that. Yeah, it um, it wasn't until last fight that I realised how much that really stuffed me up because we've always tried to try to cater to it. Yeah. And um, so like if 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 I'm if I'm fighting at uh, like nine o'clock at night. I'll be training, like I'll be trying to hit my sessions at nine o'clock at night. I'll be trying to sleep yeah, in, yeah, 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 eat yeah. down. So, um, but that's yeah, that's crazy. Like we didn't, we didn't train it. Like, that's I think weird. It, 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 yeah, I think uh, a couple of teams started to do that, but it's just too hard. You know, it was late for us to do that that late. Well, the, the thing is, for boxing, yeah, the thing is, like UFC, for, the, for the last fight, we were trying to train about nine, ten o'clock because mm. um, because where we were fighting in Chicago with the the pay per view airtime, it's mm. like completely different. So. I didn't fight until about twelve, yeah, twelve thirty, and that, like that, I was so tired before. Yeah, like, like I was just nothing wakes you up like fighting Ramiro. But <laughs> no, yeah, very true. No, like it's just like get up just, for work. <laughs> just before walking out, I was like just tired. Like I was like fatigue. It was, it was yeah. hard to g up because I just yeah, it was just it was just late. <laughs> it was just yeah. a late night, and um. So but, what do you like during the day? Do you just yeah, how do you routine? Like, what do you do? Is it do you, like, we go for team walks, as in the sense we'll go stretch our legs, and then once that finishes and once the stretch just finishes, it's basically you're on your own until the game, basically. Yeah, I'm more or less the exact same. It's like yeah. I wake up in the morning, I have something to eat, I move around a little bit, pretty much stretching the whole day. Mm. But um, more or less, like, after, as long as I move around to keep the blood going, and um, and, and it's, it's up to me. Like, I just, I'll lay down, I'll read a book, I'll just chill out. Yeah. Like, yeah. Try to sleep if it's late. Yeah. Like, that's the thing. Try and, like, lying down, like, what you, if you lie down, like, your heart rate drops. Yeah. So we try and get him to lie down as well, you know, yeah. get your heart rates to keep. Because, you know, we were talking with Paul Devlin and that earlier. You don't want anything to stimulate your, um, like, your flight or fight system. Yeah, okay. You don't want anything to, to be stimulated so you tire out your neural system you want because 10 days before as well we pull back on everything so the neural system is is not fatigued yep. so you, you've rested completely yep. everything's good you don't want to be doing stuff that, that mentally stimulates you too much leading into the fight and then so that's like that's time. like even like you know playing games video games are bad man that's bad. that's crazy you say that because we, 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 we gotta stop slamming it. So there's a time and a place for everything. Yeah, yeah. Are you a big gamer? Are you? A massive. Oh, Me yeah. too. What are you? What are you playing? And like, and earlier, earlier on. I love this. I could talk about this. Earlier on, the coaches, <laughs> the coach, when the coaches were on, all three of them were just like, "Games bad, toxic." Let's stop. And I was like, "I'm just sitting here, like, it's not that bad. Like, just don't do it before bed. Don't yeah, play yeah. It all day. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Are you like on Fortnite? You got the headpiece in and everything? Oh. I'm way worse than that, man. Really? Oh, you got the I'm chair like, and everything. I like you a lot more. <laughs> <laughs> I like this. Yeah, I got, I got all, I'm, I'm very, like, I, I got to up on that. Like, that's yeah, what, that's yeah, what I love to do. Like, I, I see my best mates I don't see in real life. For like well, it's months. healthy. Yeah. So it's super born, healthy. Born, <laughs> so, get, so getting on the mic, so talking to them. Hmm? No, no, no. Oh, that's oh, his oh, best yeah. mate. Oh, <laughs> 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 I, don't, I don't see him for like eight months at a time sometimes. But I speak to him every day. His best mates. But... <laughs> but like I, I learned I learned when I was like um like in the last I don't know, four, five, six years that there are, there is a time and a place. You can't yeah. you can't try to unwind Yeah. Like after yeah. the session, like if you're playing video games up until late. Nah. So I'll go to bed and then my mind is firing away like yeah. I had just had a tactical fight. <laughs> yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah. And then like between sessions 
if I'm playing games and I'm sitting upright like this and my mind's firing, by the time I hit the next session, I'm tired. Yeah, yeah, yeah but it's not, it's not just that. It's also what we were saying before, like with, with Paul and, and Anthony. It's like you can't, you can't, um, like even it affects your digestion, it affects stuff because you, you, when you, when you're under flight or fight, when you're, your adrenaline's pumping, you don't digest food properly because your body's like the way that we're made. Your body doesn't doesn't differentiate yeah. whether you're being attacked by a wolf or you're playing a video game yeah. or you're just under huge amounts of stress. So when you do that, like your food doesn't digest properly, you you don't, you know, you don't think properly, you're not resting properly, and you do that over and over and over and over again and, and it has effects. Yeah. Uh, I think Devs and um, Steve's are saying there might have been a bit of an issue with Port Adelaide last year with Fortnite with guys staying up um, really like all late. through the whole <coughs> night going all night. The whole team. Oh, like, like some, main, some main guys in their team and then going all the all-nighters and doing Fortnite into, into training and they apparently started a plateau back into the year in the finals and it became a big issue for them. That's fucking awesome. <laughs> not that I see them bad gamers or anything like that, but yeah. I still think some of the like some of our uh, some of our boys, you know, I've, I will not just not here, but other teams. Like the so they go, creators. they go away. They go, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, they go away and they'll they'll play games. You know, the day of the game, and I don't think that's you know when I used to play, I used to love playing PlayStation the night before I. I played a game, but then once I would finish that, I wouldn't play it all day. I wouldn't like yeah. the game day. I'm very much like fight day. Yeah. I l like that's the one day that all I'm supposed to do is lay down yep. and think about the fight. Yeah. Like, or not even even if you don't think about it, even you just chill so out. But yeah. yeah, that's like that's the only day where I'm not allowed. Like that's the, that's fight day. That's the yep. day. My one job is to fight later on. Yeah. So everything is just I don't use any any energy that, that I, I, yeah. I can. Like nothing. Yeah. Like I do nothing. Less than nothing. I start to go negative. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow. And and so for for you, do you feel a, a higher intensity for both of you because you both played uh, Origin versus Club? Like what what's the difference oh, in intention man. intensity? Oh, yeah. I think just every play. I think that just showed me I got a couple of things wrong um, last year, and that was the game. Um, yeah, you know, yeah. Everyone makes mistakes in those big arenas, and you know you can go through a heap of guys, and it's just split moments um, that make a difference of a game. And I think that's the difference, uh, you know, between NRL and, and, and Origin is those small moments yeah. create big, big sort of moments. All the series done, and you know, compare yeah. that to NRL you, where you can sort of maybe get yeah, that back you can a bit. you can probably do something small in the NRL arena and and get away with it, but if you're like like Andrew said, once you're once you do something at that, that stage and how it's the pinnacle of our game, you know, origin is, I think. And once you're doing something wrong in that game, that could mean that momentum swings so quickly and you could, you know, it's a try, it's a, it's a, you're under the pump for 20 minutes of the game and it drains you so much. So yeah, or, origin's way different to, to playing club football, definitely. I have a question. What's the, when you're defending on your line, the repeat sets, yep. like the winger drops a ball again yep. and again and again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right yeah. when th when they do that, <laughs> and you you're in the middle. Yeah. What what? How tired do you get in there? What's that like? How tired? Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Pretty fatigued. I think. Yeah. Any set, even in the NRL, back to back sets are so crucial these days. Um, you know, there's probably stats going around about um, completion of back to back um, on your trial and always a lot of the time may cause a, obviously a line break or a try and that's what teams are looking for so if you can create back-to-back -back dropouts there's a lot of times and you know a lot of chances are that you're mm. going to cross the trial on and if it doesn't happen then it generally creates a lot of fatigue in the other team the back end of the game so but what's it like for you because you're one oh, of the guys in the middle sorry for me yeah it's um yeah it's it's hard work because you know you got to back it up and do it again and, no but um, you get super lactic um, yeah, you can. And I think it's more of a, a focus of thinking about what you got to do because you know they got to score a try quickly. You got to do get back and do your job, and if you don't, um, yeah, it's normally four. There, there's actually a stat going around at the moment. I'm I'm not sure the exact stat, but in the last couple of years they've done um, back to back. Obviously, getting repeat sets like Macca said, but if you're not scoring in those three plays in those three sets, they said you can the momentum can swing so much, and I think it's something like in the eighty percent. That if you haven't scored in those three sets, that the team will go on and score a try and, and win the game. It's because of the momentum. You know, you've you've drained yourself. So, so if much. you've got three 
So if you will say we're the Broncos, we're, we're attacking, um, we've had three sets on the line, and then they make a break and they get a quick play of the ball. Momentum should swing that quickly, and they, they'll go on to score a try and win the game. There's something like in the 80% of the NRL in the last couple of years that have been, that, that stat's been like that. And it's, it's insane, because I've always been a person who thought that pressure is, building pressure and, and repeat sets are, are huge. But if you're not scoring, if you if you can, you, you're not just building pressure. If you can score, if you don't, you can't score tries, and you're in big trouble. Because um, you know we've seen it happen in our trial on the weekend. Actually, you know we were we had them under the pump for the first eight minutes, I think, of the game, and then you know we don't score a try, and they go the length, and then all of a sudden we're 18 nil down in the first half. Use one, buddy. Yeah, end up winning. Yeah, but you can tell like that momentum swung pretty quickly, didn't it, Mac? Yeah, like I said, just small moments in a game, you know, that change of momentum will give you a quick play of the ball. It's um, really sets it up and if you have defended a fair bit it gives you a bit of a lift once you have um you know kept the team off it gives you a bit of confidence and if you can go down the field and score a try that's what i think Drell's trying to say yeah. is it just builds you back into the game then how big is uh momentum in a season yeah i think big like different different teams obviously go through different parts you'll see a lot of teams start the year really well and then plateau off um around origin time and then come good the back end or Teams have been pretty ordinary all year, then you know, have a good run late. Just depends. You try to, I guess you're not going to be right up every week. So it's just a difference of trying to um, probably nail it, be there around the back end of the year, August, and nail it at the back end of you, the year. You sort of, you see the teams that have those close games week in and week out. They're the teams that really struggle towards the end of the, the season because they've given everything every game. So, you know, whether it's us that is playing, you know, a team that's in the bottom bottom eight. Um, and, and we're only beating them by a point, but we're going to extra time. Um, you know, that last 10 minutes is always going to catch up to you at the end of the year. Yeah. You know, you're going to start to break down a little bit more. So the more games you can win comfortably, um, you know, obviously we'd all like to win by 40 every game, but the more games you can win comfortably over the time of over the space of the year and, you know, not lose those, not lose those close games that are tough, um, you're, you're probably going to go on to put yourself in a really good position to, to play you know, in the top four and play finals footy. Um, I think in 2015, it showed for for our side, for the for the boys, that um, we probably won a lot of games there that we probably shouldn't have, um, that we, we grinded out right to the end. Um, and it showed that, you know, have winning those type of games really helped you towards the end of the year because I believe that if you're, win, if you're finishing in that top four, and Mac can probably say the same thing, if you're finishing that top four slot, in the in the competition, you've got a massive chance of winning the premiership because it just shows over the history of the rugby league that I think there's only been I don't think there's been a team outside the top four that's ever won a grand final. I think it might have been the Broncos, the only side fifth. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be able to tell. Yeah, you. so there's only been one side. I think it's been the Broncos that finished fifth in the competition that have won a grand final. Have you have you ever thought about coaching now that you're out? Yeah, I'd I'd, I'd love to one day. Um, that's actually what I'm trying to do now. Um, so I've I've started. I <laughs> he's not going to be around but so <laughs> yeah. that's something yeah that's something that I've obviously I want to do I don't think I could be a head coach under, under 11's Minto Cobbles <laughs> Division something 3 like, <laughs> I've actually been lucky enough to do a few I've coached two university sides in the past four years and then I've been with the under 16's 18th Queensland side in the last couple of years as well and that's been really enjoyable I actually was I'm one of the coaches assistant coaches this year for the All-Stars game which uh, was a huge you know, success for me. I'd I'd been trying to get into that platform for a while, um, and and even talking to Sebes, um, you know, he's been very helpful in in what he wants me to do and and what I should do to become a coach, um, and that's just more, more, more. And the better you do it at a lower grade, I suppose, the easier it's going to get when you get up to the professional level. So, um, that is my aspiration. That's where I want to go, um, because I still love the banter. I still love being around the players, um. But I also know that coaching isn't all about having fun and games. It's it's about being assertive. It's about you know making sure that your delivery is great and how you you know coach a side. And I mean, I'd love to win a premiership here one side one time, uh, one year at um, in the coaching role in the football department. Because did you win one as a player? No, nah, that's the only thing I I didn't ever get to do, which you know still doesn't sit right with me. So I'd love to be one day in the in the football department here at the Broncos um, to win a premiership would be outstanding. What about yourself? Are you looking at coaching? Uh, no, I don't think so. Not at this stage. I don't think it's... Um, it's not something you'd like to do when you're finished? No, not, no, no, probably not at this stage. I, I'd probably get a, go away a little bit from football or just see how I am when I'm finished and if I want to still be involved in football, some play aspect. But um, 
yeah, the aspect of coaching a team or assistant um, doesn't appeal to me just at the moment, but it might later on. I think with Maccas and my different perspectives, obviously I left the game very early, so I still feel like I've got a lot to give to the game, where he's, no, he's about to go on and play, you know, 300 plus games at this club. He's probably That's had a massive. He's day. probably There's had so a many na- games. He's probably had enough of it by the end of it. You know what I mean? He's probably gone. I've had enough. I don't want to be around it for a little bit, and that's why a lot of a lot of players do separate themselves with the game. Where I, I only played sixty-seven games here. How um, many games have you played? Uh, Two hundred and thirty something. He's insane. He's. I. I think he was. Um, he. He might not let me. Might not like me saying this, but I think he was on track to be, the most capped. Um, Brisbane Broncos player apart, but he didn't his knee like knee last year, so he'll have to play until he's at least thirty-five. And I think he said he wants to. <laughs> we were talking about I wanted to go to, I wanted to go to Coachella with him. He said we'll have to wait till we, <laughs> we to finish until he's thirty-five. I said, mate, I can't, I can't wait till I'm thirty-five. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, um, what, what's the most capped player here? It is Darren Lockyer. Darren Lockyer, I think yeah, three hundred and fifty. Fifty, yeah. Fuck, that's so many games. It's a lot of games, man. It's a lot of games. The average is like 44 games. Yeah, yeah 47. 47 is the average in NRL. And you've played? 67. Oh, well, you're above average. Yeah, I'm above average. <laughs> oh, I'd like to think so. <laughs> <laughs> That's what my mum tells me anyway. And <laughs> so uh, coaching that? No, not at this stage. I'll just um, probably go away from 40 when I'm done. I what think. are you looking at doing? I'm not too sure um, just yet. Uh, changed my mind a fair bit. I think um, it's got a new ambition every week. Yeah, just trying to change that's it. That's good. Yeah, that's I tried different things, but I, yeah, I did have a coffee shop um, with Sam Thider a fair few years ago. Um, but once I sort of realised, um, you know, dealing with staff and you know, other customers and things like that, I'm not too sure um, if I'd like to do that. I wouldn't mind doing the dog squad at this stage. At this stage, in what's the, the dog squad? Oh, okay. Force, but you got to do two years of police force, so. I'll I'll see how that goes first. You've got to be on the beat first. You've got to do all that, yeah, the, yeah. All, the, all the work first give you, give the you, dog squad. I'll so. give you a chance. He's no chance of arresting me if he sees me. I'll I don't have to arrest him. him. <laughs> I'll arrest him. The dog will get you anyway. Nah, I'll just put... Hey, you can't run way. anymore, mate. Mate, I won't have to run. I'll stand... <laughs> hey, fight or flight, mate. I'm ready to go. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what about you, Rob? Would you do, what do you want to do when you're done fighting? Do you want to coach or what do you want to do? I have... Um, this may depress a lot of people. <laughs> <laughs> this answer... <laughs> Gamer, don't know. To be honest, professional like, I, no, gamer. No, I'm, yeah. I'm doing. A, I'm doing a lot of things already. Like, what do, what do you what do you mean when I when I finish? Like when I'm when I'm not fighting and like yeah, when you done? when like, you retire from like, fighting, or so like my retirement plan. I told you yesterday, I want to be a sailor. Sailor, I would not have picked that. It's my my latest flavor of the month. Was just relaxing, is it, or just was? was 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 This guy's fucking (laughs) full of shit. He can't even (laughs) fucking swim. That's why he wants to be a sailor because he's got got a boat. Then sailor. Back in the times, no one, no sailors could swim. Yeah, that's why they were in the boat. So what jobs there? (laughs) 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 I was just thinking, like, how good would it be to retire on a houseboat? And then just go up and down the coast. How good would that no, be? That what are your kids going to do? Just sit on the boat I with assume they're, they're, they're taking swimming. care of themselves. Oh, <laughs> yeah. well, they're old enough by then. Yeah. They? yeah. Like, oh. I don't know, like, like I said, this is my, my, my far end This is the retirement. extreme. Yeah, this, yeah, this, this is like... This I'm, is like when you're... Yeah. So yeah, up, I'm yeah. cooked and I'm yeah. looking for my exit strategy. <laughs> Sailor. Yeah. Surely you've got something. You, you'd have something in you. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure yet. Not sure. If it wasn't coaching, for me, I'd want to be, honestly, I know this sounds too full, I'd want to be a DJ, honestly. No. I'd want to be a DJ. I could be, yeah. be up every you could yeah. be a, You could be a DJ on Rob's boat. Bro, I could, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, build a big yacht, bruv, and we can just do it together. We'll make yeah. a lot of money. You know who's not going to be fucking invited to the boat? <laughs> old, old fun panda here. Old negative Nelly over here. <laughs> <laughs> old, fun, old fun police just here next to me. <laughs> bring, bring the dog for it. Yeah, that's yeah. it. I'll fucking wreck your whole party. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, God. <laughs> oh no, I'll be jumping. I can swim by that stage, so I'm out. Yeah. No, but you can swim though. Yeah, I can. Can I you tell can us? You bef- I can swim. No, I've never seen you swim. Tell us a little bit about um, you said growing up because uh, you is it your dad's from Vanuatu? No, no. So my grand my grandfather's side, my grandfather's side from Vanuatu. So um, just I don't know. Just I've I've always just been a sort of an islander boy. So um, but I'm, I'm I'm very in touch with my Aboriginal side of my family. So. Um, 
Yeah, I don't. I, I've I only went to Vanuatu probably six years ago, and I uh, found out a little bit about myself. We're from Tanner Island, which is where Big um, Mal Meninga's from, um, which is which is pretty cool. And when I went over, there, actually, this is a funny story. When I went over there, um, my grandfather's name is Lomas. Um, Maca knows that, um, and my middle name is Lomas. So when I went over there, I'd ne- I didn't I knew that we were from that island. Um, but the first thing they asked me, the um, locals, were. Um, what's your last name? And I told them my last name. And they they recognised and they were like really surprised. They couldn't speak English, obviously, so I had a translator. And then um, they asked me what my father's name is, and I don't know. I don't actually know my father, so they asked me what my grandfather's name was. And I told them Lomas, and they were all like, "Oh, that's that's pretty cool." I didn't know what the the fuss was about, but Lomas in Vanuatu and Tanner Island means king. So as soon as I went there, man, I was getting treated like I was getting treated like a king. It was outstanding. We were staying in bungalows, you know, like the proper ones, like not a not a resort style. Like it was proper what they built. Um, they were still in lap laps and everything. That's just how they lived. And fishing was outstanding. Like you caught turtles in that there. Yes, everything, man. Well, the biggest one was 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 turtles, but. You know, I'm not a. <laughs> I'm probably not going to go deep into that because I don't really want to talk about how we <laughs> caught the turtle. But I just, I just loved fishing, and I just, I don't know, I love, I love swimming in the, in the ocean. Not too deep, as long as I'm, you know, <laughs> as long as I can stand up, I'm fine. But um, yeah, spear fishing over there is, is outstanding, and and that's traditionally how they get their food and, and how they cook it. And um, we call it in the indi- indigenous um, language a cup murray, so under the under the ground with the coals and everything like that. And, um, so I got to do all that and find out a bit more about my culture. And I tell you what, I'm I'm ready to go back again because it's outstanding. It's it's one of the coolest things. But I still don't know a lot about my Aboriginal side because my grandmother actually, her father is part of the stolen generation. So um, you know, she's still figuring out a lot about that. So one day when I have kids, I can give them the knowledge that I know about about my people. You've been to Torres Straits as well. Yep, Torres Straits as well, which is. Do you have st- family there? I do have some family up there, yep. Um, which Jeez, is, don't which ask is me about my family. I've got nothing exciting. <laughs> <laughs> Grazer yeah. living out there in Dolby, <laughs> living out in Dolby. No, but um, it's, I don't know, It's I feel privileged to be part of such a cool, you know, cultures and especially um, being Indigenous. I'm very proud to be Indigenous. Um, we're the oldest living race in the world and, um, you know, not knowing a lot about my culture is something that I, I do want to... Um, I do want to do later so when my kids come along I can teach them about you know the culture I don't want to have to teach my kids about you know the the negative part of um, Australia and I want to be able to teach my kids about being positive and um, that they are proud to be indigenous kids and my partner is Canadian so it's gonna be a, a bit of a different mix but um, you know I'm yeah I'm very excited to grow up and what and do they call that Canadian Murray yeah, I was going to say curry, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can't call them that. <laughs> I'm not sure, but yeah, I'm very passionate about all, all of my, all of my, whatever I am. I just I love it so much, and we got some, we got some boys here at the Bronx that are, um, you know, indigenous as well, and they're very proud of it as well. All right, um, gentlemen, thank you so much for coming. Thanks for, coming thank, thanks for having us, boys. Thank thank you. Thanks for letting me crash the party twice. No, it's it's been outstanding. <laughs> 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 <laughs>